Welcome to the Sports Inside Podcast here on Anchor. I'm your host, Wesley Youthon, and we will begin today by talking about um, what to expect from the um, Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC. Of course, I've covered um, this the past couple of days, um, talking on whether they would join it or not, um, and I said... Um, yesterday that um, I didn't feel as this was a great move um, to make, but it's interesting to um, it's interesting to um, give um, my thoughts on it um when um Texas and o- so they don't start being in the SEC until 2025 um but the thought of joining is kind of out of the ordinary um in my opinion because if you wonder why you um have something um it changes changes my thought process here um because Texas and Oklahoma are two big schools and um if they go to the SEC um it wouldn't really make too much sense a lot of money would have to be put in with travel um especially um that is if they keep um in which they're going to keep their um campus where it is um that's the interesting part about it is there's a lot of money going into both of those schools and there's a bunch of money going into travel for the SEC teams along with Texas and Oklahoma traveling to SEC schools. I don't really understand understand why this is this, why this is going to happen, because we are in the Southeastern Conference, and they're in a conference, well, they're in a Southwest-like region. So I don't really see too much out of what um, can happen. But if I look at what um, could possibly be good out of this is um, we add another two, they add another two teams um, to the SEC and it makes it a little bit better um, when thinking about um, how things can change. Um, But if you, if you look at changes that um, definitely impact it, it's not a good change to be made. But um, no control over what um, happens with college football or SEC. But giving giving a lot of money and giving a lot of circumstances in which games could not be played due to travel or due to different things that happen or go on... Um, it would definitely be interesting to um, have every single game.
Um, but we still have more years to give um, our thoughts on it, and maybe things could change um, with those plans um, within a couple years because we still will not see them until 2025. Um, great show for you today. On this Tuesday, we will have tons of more action coming from the Olympics. Um, I'm going to talk about uh, what's going on in the Olympics. Um, usually, I don't really talk about those things. Um, also, NFL news as well, um, along with my predictions for the AFC North division, as we did the East yesterday, um, and the West on Friday, so, um, we have, um, the South on Thursday, and Wednesday we will do something else, um, so, as of right now, um, it looks that that will be uh, the schedule for today's show. So, we will have um, the beginning uh, to uh, my Olympic thoughts um, and looking for Team USA in basketball to rebound um, first opening after their opening loss against France um and what to expect after Simone Biles leaves the competition injured and and um what Naomi Osaka Osaka's loss brings to the tennis side of the Tokyo Olympics and what to expect um, from the AFC North Division. Um, It should be interesting to see. We will cover all of that for you all today. Um here on the second day of our week, in the second episode of our week. We'll be right back on the Sports and Talk podcast here on Anchor. I'm your host, Wesley Uthon, and thanks for joining me. Welcome back to our show today on this Tuesday, July 27th, 2021, and we will begin the second segment um, talking on um, the Olympics, we will talk about um, Simone Biles for a minute. Um, gymnastics. I usually don't talk about this, but since the Olympics are going on right now, as opposed to other things that are coming up, um, in which I'm getting close to doing um, my... Um, once we get, like, um, close, closer towards, um, maybe, like, a hundred games in or so, close to that, um, we'll, we'll, to, like, 
um, close to like 150 games into the MLB season, I will, and we come down to our like final 10 or 12 games, I will preview who will get into the playoffs and who will um, fight for wild card spots um, based on standings and different things like that. Um, and also, I will do um, previews for each division. Um, previews for each team, um, and pretty much do it, um, 32 days, um, or maybe do recaps of, um, games, basically, too, as well. Um, I'm probably gonna do college football, um, things on Sundays, um, but post them on, and I'll do, um, NFL stuff, um, also as well, um, and if you, um, if you like this podcast, um, Anchor, and on Anchor and Spotify and Apple, um, podcast, we will, um, continue, I will continue to, um, make these as well. So, um, starting on the subject of Simone Biles, um, she was injured and she has been out, uh, been disqualified from gymnastics, um, at the Olympics. And it's an interesting, um, subject because she's been such a dominant gym- gymnast, um, throughout, um, here. And it's interesting for her competing with Team USA. It is a, it is a hard thing to um look towards and look at um but it happens injuries do um arrive um to people at some circum in some circumstances um and nothing really can be like predicted on what's going to happen or what it is, um, but there's always ways to treat injuries, um, unless, um, there's nothing really you can do, um, but mostly some injuries will, you can do something, um, for it, um, depending on if it's therapy or surgery or, um, like, uh, MRIs or, ultrasounds or something that can, um, look at what you are, mostly MRI and, um, surgeries, uh, can work for different injuries, um, also, uh, physical therapy. Um, but here in this situation, it's interesting for me because looking at what, um, has happened here, Um, so, she stumbled on the vault, um, and, um, it was hard for her as she left the final, um, and, um,
They won silver in gymnastics um, USA. So she stumbled and she withdrew from the team after an injury on vault. It's interesting for me because if you get injured, it's interesting for someone to um it's interesting to see what would happen um and it will it is interesting because she got injured um in the final and if you um if you um are great um are you if you are one of the greats in arguably a sport um you are looked at as kind of like that person that is expected to do something great um but when you get injured it's an interesting thing because people don't look at you as um you were like you are bad um unfortunate things happen they were hoping that you could push through and lead your team to victory with an injury um and in this case it didn't happen um and for Simone Biles I would not call this a failure and I wouldn't say that this is bad they got second place but here it's interesting to me how um this is going to be outlooked as um an Olympic final but if you are great at what you do and um you know what you're doing and you know how to come back from certain injuries she will be back and she will be better than she was and she's still one of the greats and that's arguably not the problem um the problem was she was injured and i hope people don't outlook that as she kind of she kind of slowed down um in this year's olympics and that may be that it was all it tampered her performance since she got injured um but i wouldn't look at this as a certain um thing for Simone Biles to be down on herself for but for people to be for if people outlook this as a downfall in her career or like a downward spiral a downward spiral for Simone Biles as a gymnast in in her career um I wouldn't say that this is a down this is a down this is definitely a down point in her in her career um but looking at where it stands now I don't see um Simone Biles really falling since she's only 24 um and nothing really um 
gives too much at all. Um, and it depends here. Um, she's one, she's been fine, um, but, um, We, they really just have to, um, protect themselves, uh, when it comes to injuries. Um, and I feel like, uh, they can do that because that's, um, a key thing for them. So I feel like if she nurtures and she gets healthy, um, she should be fine. Um, but it is a hard thing for an Olympic team with her coaches and everything and her family to watch an injury um go down like that um at a at the biggest stage of um international sports um at the Olympics in Tokyo. So um with that uh we will switch over to tennis where Naomi Osaka will or Osaka will um she is out after losing in the third round of the Olympics um representing the country of Japan um even though born in America because of um they would deny they denied her um training here um in the United States states so she um will rep she represents um japan and not um the united states so she's out in the third round um it's really really confusing um into why this is but there's but we've seen this happen in men's um, tennis. We've seen Nadal, Nadal go down. We've seen Federer go down. Um, and not, not bad at all. It's just, um, age catches up with people. Um, but as she's at a young age, this is pretty surprising that, um, that happened. And, Naomi Osaka um, uh, lost in the lost in the final in the third in the third round of the women's singles tournament. Um, so it's kind of interesting into why. Um, is into why she um had ended up um had ended up losing but um she was definitely dominated um there at the end um only 23 years of age so nothing really catches up um to her uh just definitely dominance um by her opponent too as well can um definitely change a 
match. So, um, nothing really changes here. Um, she's got four Grand Slam titles. Um, she dropped out of three tournaments due to mental health and, um, due to mental health reasons, um, it can't be, um, too bad for her at all at this point. Um, you just have to grow and learn when it comes to losing certain matches. Um, but really not too big of a deal there. Um, it is an interesting, it is an interesting surprise, though, um, to see a tennis player like her caliber go down, um, in the third round, um, after cruising to two straight wins at the 2020 Tokyo Olympic, well, 2020 Tokyo Olympics, so, 2021 Tokyo Olympics, so, it's interesting for me to, um, say that it is a bad, um, it's a bad thing for people to, um, it's a bad thing for people to say, um, about a bad performance, um, but most people always have bad performances at least one time, um, or a couple times in their career, and that's what has happened there. Um, so that is kind of the big storylines there at the Olympics. Also, what do the USA basketball team uh, need to do here? Um, speaking on that, um, first, um, it's really interesting for uh, when I think about uh, USA basketball. Um, so, they did rebound, they did, um, rebound there, um, when it comes to, um, so the women's team won, um, and the men's team had lost. Uh, to France, but if you look at it, Fournier, um, was one of those guys that led his team to victory, um, along with Rudy Gobert, um, and Nicholas Batum, so when people, um, think about uh US uh the USA we think about um how good people can be um but if um you sort of struggle people will put that on you as um it's going to be tough for people to do and only scoring 11 points in the third quarter is absolutely absurd if you are a USA basketball team with Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Zach Levine, JaVale McGee, Drew Holiday, Bam Adebayo, Chris Middleton, Damian Lillard, Jason Tatum, Draymond Green, and Keldon Johnson. I seriously um, 
I don't see anything wrong with that at all. That it was just a bad performance um, overall there. And there's not much to say other than they got absolutely barbecued in their first game. Um, so when I think about um, a team effort, um, it was pretty, pretty good for France. Um, Evan Fournier and Rudy Gobert definitely played great, especially Evan Fournier. Um, definitely did a lot better um, than some of the USA guys. Um, it's interesting to um, s- talk on this because um, it they had only lost one game and only had played one game in the Olympics. But if you want to make a statement, you have to be able to do something early and often um, to get your name out there, um, to get your uh, medal um, that you want to strive for and you want to win in the Olympics, and that's what they want to do. Um, so they definitely need to um, get um, a little bit better when it comes to those things. Um just improve uh, defensively and um, use a great transition game that we see in the NBA um, from these guys. And you have to be able to space the floor. You gotta, you got to make adjustments, um, and you have to do it quick because teams are going to chase you down um, in this uh, tournament, and it's going to be hard to regroup if you lose two games. Um, I don't see too big of an issue um, with how they played, um, other than you have to play as a group and play as a team. Um, and Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton should be connecting as they just won a finals. I mean, come on, guys. Y'all literally just won a finals, and then the net, and then like two weeks later, you're gonna go ahead and you're going to, and you're going to go to Tokyo, and you're, and you are going to totally embarrass yourself in front of like tons and tons and tons of people. People, people from different countries saw what you did out there on the basketball court. That is absolutely atrocious. Um, but that's probably um, something that could be fixed, um, definitely, um, and definitely needs to be fixed. So I would definitely try and be um, be um, a little bit more patient when it comes to things like that. Um, when I think about um, what USA can do um, in basketball, I feel like they can they have a chance to win the whole thing um, because they're most of these guys are in the na- uh, National Basketball Association, um, the NBA, and they play at the highest level. Um, they should be able to play at the highest level with the other highest level players um, from different types of countries. Um, 
because I feel like that is um, a good, that's a good statement to make because that's how um, something should be. Um, And it should go that way because that's how a team is supposed to work. Um, But other than that, that will end segment number two here on the show today um, on the Sports Tonight podcast here on Anchor. We'll be right back after this break to break down in segment number three. The AFC North division and what we can expect from TikToker and old guy um, over there in Pittsburgh and what the defense can do. Also, along with um, Joe Burrow's return after an ACL injury, hopefully he doesn't step on a Claymore this season or like a landmine. Um, also, what can we expect from the Browns after their first playoff win uh, last year over the Pittsburgh Steelers? And what can we expect, of course, from Lamar Jackson and the Ravens? All that coming up in segment number three right after this. Yankees Books and Podcast here on Anchor. I'm your host, Wesley Uthon. And for the third segment, we will start by talking on... Um, Randall Cobb returning to Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, um, and possibly Deshaun Watson being traded if Houston gets two first-round picks, three first-round picks, excuse me, and, um, the interesting part about this is Deshaun Watson has faced, um, civil lawsuits, um, for assault, but, um, they are just civil and not legal um, allegations, so nothing really changes here. Um, he still has possibility of being traded away from Houston, and that is a possibility as of right now, um, depending on whether um, that goes through. Um, and places I could see uh, Deshaun Watson uh, possibly being traded to um, – Definitely Denver, um, the Giants, um, the Eagles, um, could possibly be somewhere he could play, um, maybe even Pittsburgh, um, depending on what happens with Ben Roethlisberger, um, but Sean Watson is great, he's definitely, um, very good with his arm, very good with his legs, um, he's an improviser, um, kind of like Russell Wilson, um, moves out of the pocket really well, can throw on the run. Um, he can make certain plays that other quarterbacks can't. Um, he's able to break tackles, run for first downs, um, uh, score touchdowns through contact, get yards through contact, um, is not afraid of being hit. Um, and he leads his team to victory, um, and that's the great thing about it. And um, 
it's a great thing for um, people to see. So, Randall Cobb joining the Packers once again. Aaron Rodgers needed a weapon, and he needed it, like, big. Um, as I've said many times, that over the past couple of years, he needs he needed somebody other than um, Devontae Adams, and he got Robert Tanyan, but he only had two targets to throw to. Um, and then Valdez Scandling struggled um, m- most of the time. So if you need another guy, Randall Cobb can do it. But depending on age and his body um, and injuries could affect him really, really easily. So this could be an interesting move by the Packers and not a smart one. Um, it just depends on how um, this all can change and be um, put into perspective um, from a certain standpoint and where um, a player's health comes into a factor on whether um, how long they play for um, and if he will be able to put up um, as great a production in his early years to now. Um, So that will... um, be a huge factor for the Packers to think about there um, down the stretch of games. Um, And when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, um, he's able to make plays um, for his wide receivers. So he should be able to get the ball to Randall Cobb, which would be, which would be a great thing um, to see and a great thing to, um, and a great thing to go on and happen. Um, when it comes to playing a sport and playing it really, really well. Um, also, some big news coming in today as well is um, that is that we saw... Um, Xavier Howard, um, doesn't, uh, want to, doesn't want to play in Miami anymore, and he has requested a trade away from the Miami Dolphins, um, and Brian Flores spoke on that, um, and Brian Flores says he wants to build around Zaven Howard, um, but it will be hard if he requests, if he does go through with a trade with a different team, um, but he has requested a trade as of now, um, so it's interesting to see what, um, you can, what he can bring to another team, um, and how it's interesting to where, what team will pick him up, um, and, at his value, it's hard for the Dolphins to give up such a big guy. Um, so it's interesting to um, state on that. Um, Xavier Howard is a Pro Bowl cornerback, and um, he's made some great um, plays with interceptions and pass passes uh, defended. Um, he's really, really well um on a man-to-man standpoint point and being 
a zone and hybrid corner. Um, really, really reminds me of Pat P. Um, early in his career with Arizona. Um, and it will be interesting to see where um, Zayvon Howard goes um, in the next week or so, uh, depending on how long it takes for this trade to go through. Um, and what what can we expect will be later on um, once we get some more trade some more of the trade details that will end our segment here on the sports Tech podcast. I'm your host Wesley Uthon and thank you all for listening to us. Um, we'll be back with segment number four. We'll, we will um, go through the AFC um, AFC North division uh, what to expect from the Steelers, Browns, Bengals, and Ravens, all coming up on the show in just a minute. Back in a moment. To our final segment of the show, it is my predictions for the AFC North. We will go ahead and begin with the division winner, in which I think it will be, um, I think it's going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I feel like the Steelers... Have had a great had a great year last year. Um, of course, going ten and zero to begin the year, and then falling um, back down to earth as Juju kept dancing on logos. Um, but if you think about um, if you think about a um, sort of urgency for a team, they're a great team. Um, they have a experienced quarterback even though Ben Roethlisberger um, looked like 38-year-old Ben at the back half of the season, um, still can't deny that he's a Hall of Fame quarterback and Hall of Fame caliber numbers um, on his stat line for his career. Um, And it's interesting to see that um, this team has such young wide receivers, Deontay Johnson, um, Chase Claypool, Juju Smith-Schuster, um, James Washington, guys that can, they, they can, um, make a big impact, um, in games, and I feel like Pittsburgh shows that defensively, you have Minka Fitzpatrick, um, TJ Watt, of course, um, losing Nelson, is a is a hard thing to um, do, and Bud Dupree, um, but nothing too crazy um, really going on defensively. Um, Cameron Hayward back again, um, and I feel like Pittsburgh will be even better, um, and I have them winning their division with a record of 12 and 5, um, and that's about it, um, second place, they will be in the playoffs, um, and make a wild card, um, Cleveland Browns, I think, will basically stun the NFL this year again, um, they are going to win 
11 games, 11 and 6 for Cleveland. Um, Odell Beckham Jr., one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Jarvis Landry, too, as well. Um, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, great O-line. Um, Baker, who is has made a great jump just like Josh Allen um, last year and made an impression with the first Browns playoff win in a long, long time. Um, defensively, great. Um, Denzel Ward is absolutely insane at corner. Um, and it's interesting to... Um, it's interesting to see how a defense plays collectively together. Miles Garrett um, is great defensively, rushing the pass, rushing, rushing the passer, and um, forcing bad throws um, into interceptions, as he did with Ben Roethlisberger um, in the wild card last year. Um, and what he can do is absolutely insane, um, despite um, some like bad um, things that he's done. Um, it still doesn't replace the fact that he's um, changed himself um, and changed the way he plays um, to where he's really, really, really aggressive when it comes to um, hitting quarterbacks and putting pressure on um, teams is number one guy um, taking every single snap. Um, I feel like 11 and six is justified because they've made a name for themselves as a team that goes from 0 and 16 to an 11 win team. And they've shown that they can do it. Um, and Kevin Stefanski is a great coach. Um, he's put, he puts his team in a great situation to do things. Um, and one of the great things that he does is he has a great game plan coming in instead of having um, Hugh Jackson's game plan, he has his own um, sort of different change to and adjustments to an offense and defense. Next team, we have Baltimore. Um, ugh. I'm going to say 10-7. They're fine. Um, I think they'll make it, too, as well, in a wild card, hopefully, maybe. Um, and Lamar is absolutely insane when it comes to running the ball. Um, he's made himself known in which um, Harbaugh likes um, to run and revolve, and the offense revolves around him. J.K. Dobbins is a great, solid running back. Um got Sammy Watkins, you got, um, got, uh, Rashad Bateman, you got, um, you got Hollywood, um, and you have tons of guys around you, but you have to use them very, very valuably, and, um, give them, uh, the best chance to win games, and if you don't do that, then you're gonna struggle, um, defensively, of course, they have one of the top defenses in the NFL, um, of course, Marlon Humphrey is one of the guys we look at automatically. Um, 
in that defense, Matthew Judon, um, as well. And nothing really too surprising um, when it comes to that. Um, when when I look at what uh, they can do, Baltimore has um, Devin Duvernay, um, and nothing really should be a surprise. Um, of course, they have um, Mark Andrews, and they're able to revolve around um, Lamar, and they're able to um, give themselves great chances of winning. Um, of course, L.J. Fort, Tyus Bowser, Patrick Queen, uh, Marlon Humphrey, Jimmy Smith. Um, Tavon Young has been a great um, threat there, too, in the secondary. Um, Deshaun Elliott, Chuck Clark, um, Anthony Levine Jr. Um, nothing nothing too crazy in the secondary. Um and Chris Westry, um, but I would say Jimmy Smith, Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey are those guys that stand out. Um, and Justin Tucker is a great kicker um, to have on your team. So nothing wrong with them. I don't see more than um, what everybody else sees. I see just a... Just a... Um, a great, um, I just see, um, that, I just see a team that is going to be fine, I guess, um, they're in the middle of the pack, um, final team that I feel like will lose the division, um, we don't know what we're getting out of Joe Burrow, he literally tore his ACL, um, last year, so it's interesting to see what they can do. Um, and if, if there's, um, something I've known and seen is that Joe Burrow, um, is going to be a good quarterback. Um, we just don't know what we're getting, um, from ACL tear. Joe Mixon is great. Um, absolutely amazing on what he can do, receiving and running the ball, both, um, very, very good at, um, what he does, loss of AJ Green, um, not really surprised if their wide receiver, wide receiving core goes down, um, but you do have Jamar Chase in that role, I feel like that will, um, change a lot of things, offensive line is going to be an issue, so if he gets good protection, it should be something, um, should be something um, good to look out for. Um, that will end our show for today, and we will be back tomorrow for another episode on the Sports Insight Podcast here on Anchor. I'm your host, Wesley Youthon, and I'll see you all tomorrow.